a world that's cold, thankless, and unforgiving, a new podcast arises to show you how to make the most out of your career. Introducing the Offer Podcast. Offer Podcast. Finally, a podcast that teaches you how to do what you want to do for a living. With guest speakers and founders making quantifiable company-wide impact from iconic startups and Fortune 500 companies. Guest speakers so far have come from New York Life, Google, VaynerMedia, Marketo, Adobe, and more in a wide range of different career paths. Learn how they became successful. We provide actionable advice on how to properly navigate your career. You don't want to miss a single episode of this show, The Offer Podcast. Hey guys, uh, this episode is a reboot, a throwback if you will, uh, from 2019 when I interviewed Kate Turchin. For those who don't know who the Security Cloud Singer is, Kate Turchin, uh, now Kate Wang, actually, uh, was a bartender and went from being a bartender to a director of marketing uh, with literally no prior experience. Uh, and at the time of this episode, uh, this throwback, she was not director of marketing yet, but she was uh, in a marketing role. What I want you to take away from this is the barrier to entry is lower than it ever has been ever before. You don't need a prestigious degree to get into tech. You can make it if you have the willpower and the desire to succeed. So let's listen in. So um, for those who don't know who you are, um, what's sort of like a 30-second Cliff Notes version of Kate Turchin? Definitely. So I am... uh known across LinkedIn and YouTube as the cloud security singer um, or a keynote singer. I uh, used my tech sales career to kind of launch this whole singing about tech keynote singer uh, personal brand and I've performed at um, conferences AISP Chicago, Sales 3.0 and uh, um, might have seen me on your LinkedIn feed at some point, so that's, that's pretty much sums me up. Absolutely. Great. Well, it's pretty fascinating because you sort of grasped the attention of LinkedIn um, and the potential customers that you were working with uh, very quickly with different avenues, um, and we want to talk about those today on the podcast and how others can learn from sort of the way you sort of navigated, but I think you know, your story is super intriguing and really beneficial to the audience that we have here at Offer. So I want to dive right in. Um, let's talk about your early career life. Uh, tell us about your first job. <laughs> well, Brandon, my first job when I was 17, I worked at a pizza place. But my second job was even more interesting because I worked at Cold Stone, the ice cream place. And that's where I started my singing career because oh. I got to sing whenever people put coins in the tip jar. So Oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how my career began. Absolutely. So you're at Coldstone, um, you know, you're moving and navigating through there and then you're getting these tips and um, when someone would throw an extra tip and you would sing, what 
like how did that like what what happened what how did you react to that how did how did that make you feel was that something you realized you you started really loving and enjoying yeah i i love singing and that's always been kind of uh, my talent so i I mean, it was nice to be able to do that at work. And I was, I always thought like I would love to have a job where I could sing. Um, obviously, Cold Stone didn't pay the salary that uh, would allow me to grow my career as big as I wanted it to. So I went to college after that. And um, but I, but I always wanted, to, I always dreamed about singing in my career. Absolutely. So, so singing, you knew had some place somewhere you didn't know how but you figured at some point I'm gonna make that a reality and then you have it's probably safe to say Coldstone maybe a couple other jobs right mm-hmm. through college trying to figure out what you wanted to do um, and I think a lot of people sort of go through that right they um, might work at you know Safeway whatever some other place um, and then it's there's sort of like a uh, you know, uh, a break in the sand where you're like, what do I want to do next? Um, at what point was that for you? When did you sort of figure out what you wanted to do as a career, I, I guess I should ask? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. And it really took me a while because after college, I actually worked as a bartender for many years until I was... 29 I think I'm 30 almost 31 be 31 in a couple weeks um and I enjoyed at the time kind of the you know nightlife party atmosphere and uh feeling like I didn't have too many responsibilities um but eventually it got to a point where I like I said, I was 29 and I was like, you know, I want a change, you know, I don't want to do this forever. I was in kind of a dark place. I was, I just wasn't growing anymore emotionally. And, um, I just knew that I needed to get a professional career and get into the corporate world in order to do the growing that I know that I needed to do. So I decided you know what, like, I'm going to get into tech, you know, and obviously there's a lot of the people that were competing for entry-level tech sales jobs were younger than me, fresh out of college, um, but I knew, like, it's time for me to, to make this change, um, and, and tech is where I want to go, and sales is how I see I can put my foot in the door. Mm. So sales was an avenue that you saw was, like, a lower barrier to entry, so to speak. What... What did you do to get into sales? Yeah, so like you said, I it was a lower barrier to, barrier to entry rather than being an engineer or something. Um, you don't necessarily need education or any experience to get an entry-level tech sales job. So what I did was I went to a tech sales boot camp. Um, it was called Always Hired, and there's a bunch of really great ones, and they train you how to what you're going to do at your job at tech sales. They teach you how to interview and, um, yeah, did that and started interviewing. Absolutely. Great. So you went to a boot camp, and what in your mind was the reason the boot camp 
made sense for you to move into a tech career? Yeah, the the boot camp made sense because, like I said, I had no previous professional experience. Um, I needed some kind of resume filler to make the tech sales job relevant to me because otherwise, you know, I, I already was facing a lot of objections. Like, okay, you're 29 and you've never had a professional career. You've been working in a bar for the last six years. Like, what are you doing here? You know, so like I knew that I had a lot of objections to overcome um, and that it wasn't going to be easy, but it would be possible if I had that resume filler. Absolutely. I think that's a very good uh, point to bring out is, you know, if, you know, when there's uh, things that appear to be barriers, you can navigate around them, right? Um, most people look at a tech company and they think, my gosh, I need this prestigious, you know, degree or, uh, you know, a series of scholastics to be considered to work at this organization. When in reality, there's uh, entry-level sales positions, there's marketing positions, where if you tailor yourself in the right way, you can be considered just as much as the next person and get your foot in the door and navigate. So um, kudos to you. Um, so you're at this boot camp, always hired. Um, it's working out really well. You learned a lot. You learned, um, you know, how to, how to position yourself for a sales position. Uh, you know, the, the basics of, of an SDR role and things are going well. What did you do in your mind? What was sort of the motivating factor behind picking the companies that you were interested in working for? Yeah, so um, I interviewed with a lot of companies because, like I said, I had a lot of objections to overcome. I wasn't fresh out of college, ready to work. Like people were questioning me. I probably interviewed with with thirty or forty companies. Like I'm not or 40 yeah. Now. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that it was easy because getting my foot in the door was not easy, but it was possible. And that's what I want. I'm hoping that some of you guys who are listening can take away from this. Is you know if I can go from being where I was, then it's completely possible. Um, so I was, like I said, I did probably 30, 40 phone interviews. And as I was interviewing, some of them I failed miserably at. And I would, they'd be like, no thanks. And I would ask for feedback every time. You know, thanks so much uh, for giving me your time. Can, I, can you tell me how I can improve? And every time they'd give me feedback and every time I would internalize it. So my interviewing got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I got my offer for the job that I ended up taking, I ended up getting a few offers and it was like all in the same week. Like this was probably like a six week process of interviewing with 30 something companies. Um, but by the end of it, I, I figured out how to interview and I, and I got a few offers and um, I picked the company that I picked because of the culture, because when I was there, I could feel when I was talking to the employees, they were interviewing me. I was asking them questions. I could feel there was growth there. There was opportunity. Um, it was a cloud security startup, and uh, I could ju- I could just tell it it was a company that that was doing well. Yeah, that's incredible. So 30, 40 companies. A lot of people would lose their steam, <laughs> right? I mean, that's not an easy task to. Uh, try to set up 30 different interviews, 40 different interviews, go through the process and getting a lot of no's. 
Why do you think it made sense in your mind to keep going? Yeah, definitely. It was it was uh, not easy, and there were times when I felt discouraged, but I knew that I was capable. Like I, from the beginning, I knew, even if on paper it doesn't show, if I don't appear to have the credentials, like I know that I want this bad enough that I'm gonna I'm gonna make something great out of this so I just knew that I needed to find a company that would give me a chance and sometimes I worried like oh my gosh like what if this takes what if I never get this but I just I just knew that I was capable and I was a good pick and uh no matter how many times I I got let down I just I just knew like okay well the person that doesn't turn me away is gonna be really happy because I'm going to perform because that's how bad I want this. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I think um, it speaks to your motivation, right? Motivation is something I've said often is something that I don't believe can be taught, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's something that's deep inside of all of us um, or it isn't, right? You can, um, there's a saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, (laughs) but you can't make that horse drink the water. Mm there, you know, I, I could talk to someone and say, hey, I need you to help me do these chores, and they'll never do them. But if you say, hey, you know, um, something that they're truly interested in, is, is this person's going to be over at this place, all of a sudden they're super excited, mm-hmm. they get up ready, they're, they're up early, they're out the door before you are. So motivation is something that's, I think, deep inside of us, and it's clear that you have that same motivation in your career um, and it's something that if, I believe, honestly, if people want to really figure out what they want to do and are passionate, the motivation has to be there. They have to be willing not to give up like you did. So kudos to you on that front. Now, in regards to the industry and figuring out which company, I think there's something there as well. Because a lot of people sort of look at different companies and they say, I just want to work in tech. I just want to work at you know, a company like Google. Excuse me, I almost burped. Um, you know what? What have you? So, what was sort of the thought process behind the specific company, the industry? Um, you know, I believe you ended up working in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. What was sort of the focus behind in, in your mind on what do I want to do? What what type of company do I want to work for? Who you know? How do I see this being an in, a, you know a low barrier to entry for me to get into tech? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, I think that there's there's a few factors that you should consider when you're considering your offers and you're considering where to interview. Obviously, location, culture, how much they're going to pay you. But um, And when I went to interview at the cybersecurity startup that I took the job for, I honestly, I didn't think I was going to want to work there. Like, I just, because I had already gotten an offer that I thought I was going to take. Um but I just had that feeling. Like I just, it just felt right. Like I was talking to the reps and and I could just tell um, it's cloud security. So the cloud is the future. The cloud is growing so fast. And then security is always going to be needed. Mm-hmm. And the more complex our technology gets, the more complex security is going to get. So that was a big hook for me. It's like, okay, this is an industry that is going to grow. And... If I can get my foot in the door into an industry that's going to grow, my opportunities down the line are going to be 
even greater. So, so ultimately that was a huge hook for me was like when, when I interviewed there, I'm like, wow, this is a, this is a good place to, to grow. I think that's very key as well, right? A lot of people sort of romanticize almost, um, companies and products and what they do without really thinking about how practical of a decision is this, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, you know, there's a lot of things going on with AI that are revolutionary, um, but is AI practical for me right now, mm-hmm. right? It may not be, it, mi- it might be. Um, and so it's, you know, happy to hear that that was sort of a thought process in your mind that this is something that's not going to go away anytime soon, something I can grasp and help people with, um, especially in sales. One of the things I also talk about is needs versus wants. Mm-hmm. Right. If you sell something, it's better to sell a need over a want. A need or a nice to have is something a company might look at and say, "Yeah, that's cool," but a uh, uh, a need to have. Sorry, a a need is something. Okay, we're gonna. You said a want. (laughs) I lost my train of thought. Um, Yeah, one of the things I always talk about is needs versus wants. Right. A need is something a company has to have versus a want is something a company that views as as nice to have, right? Um, and so you kind of recognize that with cloud and security. Mm-hmm. That's becoming something that every company needs to have, and that's a great way that you're able to uh, look at that and say, this company makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk, let's talk about the interview process um, at Evident was um, what... What would you say you had to, what does someone have to do to get a job um, at that company? What, was it difficult? Was it, um, were you nervous? What was, what was that like? Yeah, so, I mean, I was nervous because, like I said, I had 30-something interviews. Um, but I think I was, I was a little bit more relaxed at that one because I already had an offer that I thought I was going to take. Oh. So, so that's some advice that I tell people is like, even if you don't already have an offer, when you're at an interview, if you can tell yourself that you do, just come in there with that mindset because I feel like in a lot of my earlier interviews, I came in so desperate. Like they could feel it. Like just let me get my foot in the door, check her. I promise I'll do so good, you know, and when people feel that desperation, then they're like, hmm, she wants us really bad. I don't know if, I don't know if we want her. So mm-hmm. I feel like I went into uh, the interview at the cloud security startup that I ended up working at a little bit more relaxed and um, that that makes them want you more when you're not like, oh, I need this job. So some a huge takeaway for me that I uh, hope that you guys can take away is when you go to interviews, even if you feel like that, if you feel like, please, please, like, help me. Like, never let that come across because I had so many companies be like, you know, you prepared so well for the interview and we can tell you're passionate, but like... I don't know, you're just really nervous and like, I don't know, you just, you were overprepared is what a lot of them told me. Mm-hmm. So so definitely um, be confident, be relaxed, don't be afraid to pause and don't let them feel it if you're desperate. I agree. You know, <laughs> I think that's great advice, right? Um, 
And the cool thing, I think, about you having so many interviews prior was you were able to have and move into the cycle of those interview processes. Um, another great piece of advice, uh, when you're talking to organizations and they're considering you and they ask you the question, are you looking at any other companies? You absolutely should say, I've got two or three other mm -hmm. companies in the running. Even if you've only had short conversations, mm -hmm. you can say you're in talks with this company, with that company, so that it looks like you're not just sitting on your laurels waiting for an opportunity to fall in your lap. So absolutely, that's great. So that is interesting. You created leverage, right, that you used to your advantage um, with an offer that you had received or was or was going to receive. Mm -hmm. And then they looked at that and said, wow, that's uh, this is someone we need to bring on board. Mm -hmm. And it gives the feeling of like someone else wants her, so she must be desirable, you mm -hmm. know, whereas mm -hmm. if nobody wants you, it's like, why, why should we want you? Nobody Absolute, else wants you. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. That's, that makes a lot of sense. So you started there as an SDR. Mm -hmm. And what is an SDR for those who don't know? Yeah, so an SDR is a sales development rep. It's an entry-level entry entry sales role where you're cold calling, cold emailing, uh, prospecting for um, people that people and companies that look like they would need your product. So in my case, cloud security, I was looking for uh, companies that were using the cloud. And then definitely if, if they're a company with a lot of data, then that would be a qualified company. So I'd be calling them emailing them, reaching out, getting hung up on. It was it was a grind. Um, so that's basically what SDR is for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's um, uh, I've always, you know, um, heard the phrase and even said it myself, sales is a very simple job, but very difficult job, mm -hmm. right, at the same time. It's easy, it's, you know, on the easier side to get in the door, um, but difficult to keep. Um, and so it, there's a lot of challenges that come with, especially mundane practices that are repeat over mm -hmm. and over again. And so um, did you experience any challenges early on as an SDR? Definitely. When I came into the company, we were about a 100-person company, mm -hmm. and um, the way the territories were, the sales territories were divided up were... Uh, I don't know how they did it, to be honest, but somehow my sales territory was literally about three square miles in Manhattan, and <laughs> my team members that had been at the company earlier than me, some of them had, you know, like all of Southwest, you know, they had Arizona, Southern California, uh, Utah, and then someone else would have, you know, all of Central from Chicago to Texas, so... I immediately was very frustrated because of um, how much more difficult it was for me, uh, mm -hmm. given the size of my territory. Yeah, no, I can imagine that being difficult. It almost didn't feel like you had an even playing field yeah. at first. So was there anything that you did or thought to do that, you, that would give you... Um, sort of that even playing field? Yeah, so that's when, you know, after I picked myself up from it's not fair and <laughs> stomping my feet <laughs> then I said you know what like here's another obstacle how can I turn this obstacle into an opportunity for growth um, so I decided you know what I'm going to figure out a way to 
create a personal brand for myself. And my thought process was, was this, I can't, uh, be more important. You know, I can't, I can't be the CEO and, or be Steph Curry or be someone cool that people actually want to talk to on the phone. I'm an SDR, you know, I'm not going to be the CEO tomorrow, but what I can do is be an internet celebrity. I mean, that way people want to talk to me. I mean, who doesn't want to talk to somebody famous when they call them rather than somebody, I don't know who you are. Why should I talk to you? So then I thought like, well, how can I do this? How can I brand myself? Well, I love singing. So I started my career. <laughs> I know I'm a, a good songwriter. So why don't I start singing about cybersecurity? And um, that's how that's how the cloud security singer began. So wow! So you said I'm gonna kind of figure things out from a different angle, right? That, in my opinion, is exceptional because a lot of people look and say, "This is not working for me." Bah humbug, right? Poor me. Um, one of the things I always say is, if something's not working, change the conversation, mm -hmm. right? Figure another way, which is what you did with singing. So, what exactly? Did you do with singing? How did did you? Can you explain that process? A yeah. Bit for us? So so it started out by um, using this tool, Vidyard, so you can send videos in your emails. So I was making these little songs, uh, sending them to prospects that I was trying to get a hold of, and some of them I had a really good response. They were like, "Oh my gosh, I've never." gotten anything like this from a salesperson like it's so refreshing so I was seeing how this was opening up conversations in previous to that like no one would talk to me and then uh, one person ended up posting it on LinkedIn and then it kind of got around and people were sharing it so that was like the my first uh, kind of little break of um, creating my uh, social media stardom if so you this, will so this song that you put in an email mm -hmm essentially went viral. Yeah, that one that one went viral a little bit, but then the second song I made is what totally changed the game for me. Oh. So, so like I said, the first the email song, that started to get some traction. Mm -hmm. So then I said I'm just going to make a, a song, a general song not not to send to people, just to post on LinkedIn that hopefully people will like. So I made the song the AWS Shared Responsibility Model which is uh, basically um, something in the cloud security industry that uh, people were very confused by, the, the security shared responsibility model, and I was confused by it. So the day I understood it, I was like, aha, I'm going to make a song about this. And that one just, I posted it on LinkedIn, and I woke up the next day, and it, it was just, they were playing it at Amazon conferences in Texas, and so now I'm getting, like, hundreds of people trying to connect with me like all my ideal prospects with all the titles that I was trying to reach um, in my sales outreach were now connecting with me it got uh, tweeted by one of the biggest thought leaders from Amazon Web Services Jeff Barr and I was just like this is crazy <laughs> all of a sudden nobody wants to talk to me and now everybody wants to talk to me wow that's incredible so it just goes to show with some creativity and and you kind of recognizing avenues that you could perform in 
you were able to bring all of this positive attention to you in such an incredible way. Um, just truly remarkable, I think. Yeah, and I think um, a big thing I want to point out, a big reason why that video is so popular is because, like I said, it explained something that people in the industry were very confused about. It it educated. The video wasn't about me, look at me, like I'm a great singer. It was it was adding value. Mm. And so many people were commenting. It got like 200,000 views on LinkedIn and people were commenting like, oh my gosh, I've been so confused about this. Thank you so much. I just showed my whole team. Like you just cleared that up. So people were really grateful to be educated. Yeah, absolutely. And several people that were are big in the sales enablement space started to recognize you. Mm-hmm. Who were some of those people? Yeah, so uh, Bob Perkins, the CEO of AISP, wow. saw what I was doing, uh, connected with me, and um, he told me an idea about a song that he wanted me to write about inside sales. So that's when I wrote a song called uh, The Digital Sales Song, which I ended up performing at a lot of conferences. And um, so that's when my, my singing expanded from just cloud security to to tech in general, so my, my brand started to evolve and and brought in, um, and yeah, I got to go to Chicago and sing, and it was it was amazing. Wow, that's incredible. You know, a brand is something that will follow you mm-hmm. throughout your entire career, right? Whether it's at your, the first companies that you have to, um, you know, companies that you either choose to work at later on down the road, or even when you start running your own business, mm-hmm. people that you interact with. Um, so incredible that you've already achieved that level of, of personal brand at this stage. Um, how has it helped you internally um, at, at the current job that you're at? Yeah, so um, the startup that I was at, we got acquired by a really big uh, publicly traded cybersecurity company. Um, because like I said, I could tell when I interviewed that it was a growing company. Mm-hmm. So great choice on my part. And um, so now the company that I work for, uh, when I came in, I mean, first off, people knew who I was already. People, oh, you're the cloud singer, you know, so I don't even have to introduce myself. I'm, I'm already known by, <laughs> by the highest executives at my company. And there's over 5,000 people at this company. So mm-hmm. that was definitely... Uh, a benefit for helping me to navigate my career and ultimately um, <clears throat> me being having my personal brand and being well known is a huge factor in me in getting to where I am today which is I got promoted into a job that I really love Wow can you tell us about that job yeah so I am doing social media marketing and uh, after I got my leg in the door into tech sales, I quickly realized that marketing is where my real passion uh, is and that that's where I wanted to go. So I was able to make that switch and um, again, it wasn't it wasn't overnight. It, I had to work at it, but um, but I got there and now I'm I finally figured out what I love to do, which is marketing. Absolutely, 100%. I think that's incredible. Um, that's an incredible use case of career navigation. You entered into a, into a role. You realize at one point the current role that I'm in is not where I want to be. You navigated yourself completely self-motivated into tech. 
you worked your way out of a situation that would have caused many people to quit, mm-hmm. right? Um, you turn that negative into a positive, basically turn lemons into lemonade, and now you're able to work in a position that you've dreamed about. I think that's incredible. Thank you. Um, so definitely uh, something, an example that a lot of people should follow. Um, what would you say, besides singing, mm-hmm. singing definitely helped you sort of navigate there. What was the real thing that helped you uh, make those those moves? Yeah, so definitely as soon as I realized marketing is where I want to be and I had that intention very clearly, then I was able to make the moves that I needed to make, which was the first thing I did was connect with all the marketing people at my company, find out who they are, talk to them, uh, put time on their calendar and figure out what their challenges are and how I can help them. So that's what I started doing. I was just I was meeting with different marketing executives. What is your role? What are your projects? How can I help? And like I said, they all knew who I was already. I got to perform at our sales kickoff in front of 5,000 people. So um, I had the benefit of them already knowing who I was. Um, but I started doing projects for them. I was doing projects on weekends and uh, just just let me know how can I help and then word started to get around the marketing department hey there's this girl the cloud singer and she's really talented and um, she she did a favor for me and after I did enough favors for people eventually um, my VP of marketing one day was just like oh I owe you (laughs) and I was like and that's when I was like okay I'm gonna get there and I was like no you don't owe me anything but you know what I would love if we could get together uh, sometime next week for an hour and I could um, present to you uh, a PowerPoint that I'm putting together about um, how I could potentially be valuable to your marketing team. And so she was like, okay, set that meeting and uh, put together a PowerPoint and... (laughs) Wow, the rest is history. But what would you say is the one thing in your mind that made all of this possible from getting into a boot camp to getting into the company you're at now, the role you're at now, is there anything that you attribute to um, that you've sort of thought about that's helped make all this possible so far? Yeah, well, I, I think it's just the, the never giving up. I mean, that's really what it came down to is that motivation factor, like you said, that you can't really teach, you know, but if you want something bad enough, you're gonna you're gonna find a way. And um, like I said, it, I could have given up on interview thirty two, you know, before I got my SDR job. And then when I was trying to get into marketing, like even, you know, there were people that were like, "Wow, you're doing so much for them!" Like, like I can't believe it. Like, and I was just like, "But I know I'm gonna get there." And I even had people doubting it, like, oh my gosh, like, what if they don't give it to you, and, like, you're working so hard, and I just, I never had that thought, like, I, it was never a matter of, like, what if I don't get there, it was just a matter of when, 
Um, so I knew that eventually something would give. And honestly, I didn't know it was going to happen this fast. I didn't know it'd be January 2019 and I'd have the role of my dreams. But I knew that it would happen at some point. So, Absolutely. Well, incredible, incredible career path. Uh, final question. We try to ask this of everyone. Um, how important is career navigation to you? Have you ever sort of thought of your career in that way? I, I thought of the move from sales to marketing as career navigation, but um, from being a bartender to getting into tech, I, I didn't really think of it like that. But when you look at it holistically, I mean, it, it's all career navigation. And um, it's incredibly important because that's it's personal growth. And the way I feel is personal growth is everything in life. Like like I said, when I was a bartender, when I when I realized that I was done with that and I wanted a professional career, like I was depressed. And that's because when you're not growing anymore, like that hurts your soul. Your soul craves personal growth. And um, I've grown so much and every obstacle I've faced has pushed me incredibly, uh, really made me work hard and, and grow. And I would say that uh, having the ability to navigate your career is incredibly important to your life uh, and for personal growth. Absolutely, absolutely, 100%. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, being with us here today, excuse me. Um, for those who uh, want to learn more about you, what should they, what should they search on on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Kate Turchin, uh, Kate, uh, T-U-R-C-H-I-N. You can also find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash keynote singer, if you want to check out some of my songs. Um, you can also go to my website, www.keynote-singer.com. I also have a white paper you can download for free on uh, creating your personal brand, so connect. Great, absolutely.